Well, hello and welcome to Manx Radio's Countryside Podcast with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. And, well, the Young Farmers concert's not far away, uh, towards the end of March. Uh, it's going to be a sellout again. I catch up with the Federation of the Young Farmers here in the Isle of Man, uh, Secretary Hayley Crow, And uh, it's well anticipated and not much gossip gone out about it yet is there it's very quiet but i imagine them village halls will be bouncing at the moment with all the dance practices and the musical items that they practice in in well in advance but they're so slick on the night aren't they simon you'd yeah. never believe that a little bunch of farming people would do such a great show but the, it's always the dancing that seems to be ready first which i suppose it's more the girls are involved with so not saying anything lads but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also um i went along to balakali farm in Andrews to talk to Rachel Ransantier about uh, the trials and tribulations, particularly this time of year, and uh, how the um, drought and the way the weather was earlier in the season is affecting things to because obviously they farm sheep, cattle, and pigs uh, there, so a little bit different than lots of the farms. So I catch up with Rachel, and you were at the uh, the World Championships. Yes, the world champion bonnet competition of 2019 with the great judge there in Tony Quirk. He really knows what he's looking for. And the eventual winner being Dan Sale uh, brought the house down. There was a lot of uh, giggles and laughter when when that was announced. But uh, Tony had a great praise for his bonnet, which was... Uh, everyone to quiet you had to win something this year i suppose didn't <laughs> here it all is then in this week's countryside well on last week's program kiri we heard uh, from a couple of speakers who were guests on the isle of man talking about their experiences and how they're getting on in the farming world didn't they and it was very interesting it was a really interesting mm. evening and it was great to hear from young people's views on, on future of agriculture and to believe it or not they were quite positive which is always really great but the passion was there too Simon and that drive which is essential for success in farming business. Yeah and of course people on the Isle of Man have tried to put that passion into what they're doing and a bit of diversification uh, to see if they can you know get a little bit more out of their farms and uh, one such attendee was Rachel Ransantier from Balakelly Farms who uh, farms there with her husband Alan uh, up the north of the Isle of Man we spoke about cattle sheep and pigs as well but firstly she was at the event uh, last week and I asked her what she made of it
Rachel Ranson Tear there talking about how things are on their farm at the moment in the current predicaments regarding cheap cattle and the pig situation as well. Well, Kerry, you attended a World Championship event at the weekend. I did indeed, Simon. The World Bonnig Championship of 2019. Always a really, really great traditional event there out at St James's Church in Dorby. And I went along to catch up with some of the people taking part and the organisers and yet again a full house. Tony Quirk, you've got the uh, biggest job of the evening here. World Champion Bonnig Competition and you're the judge. I know. Isn't it fantastic? The whole array here. I think we've got... 40 something, nearly 50 Bonnigs. They are 40, what? 47, 47, a record entry. It's incredible. Um, we even had one sent over from London, especially. Yeah. Well, what were you looking for in in particular well, classes here tonight? You've got the ladies, gentlemen, commercial as well. They're all very different, but what were you looking for throughout the whole of the little sections? Well, I'm looking for the same thing in each class, I guess. But the first thing is eye appeal. Does it look nice? Does it look like a real, real bonnig? Then I, I cut into it. And is it a nice texture? Does it hold together? Not too crumbly? Uh, holds together? Then I smell it. Does it smell of... Of, of, of bicarbonate and soda and things like that and then I taste it and I, I'm looking for a sort of tingle on my tongue you know, you know to say about champagne angels dancing on your tongue ah. well it's a, <laughs> kind of a bit the same I guess yeah so that's that, those are the sort of things but today I've been a bit controversial you know um, yeah yeah because we've got plain ones and we've got uh, sultana ones fruit ones but the, the, the children's one, the one I chose, it's got chocolate chips in it. Goodness me, now that yeah. is a turn-up. Now well, that yeah. wouldn't be in a traditional no, bonnet it, one it wouldn't, time. No, it wouldn't. But hey, all I want to do is, is encourage the kids to have a go. And if the, you know, it was it was the best one of all. I think there was five in that class. It was the best bonnet and it had chocolate chips in. But hey ho, I think it's you know that's acceptable for a children's class. And the bonnet dates back so many years. It was the Manx staple for, for many a yeah. household. Yes, it was. And I think they, it, it was they, they'd have it for an afternoon, tea, well not afternoon tea, but they'd have it at tea time, uh, or they'd have it with their soup, dunking in the in the, in the Manx broth or whatever. Um, yeah, and I think they they throw the bits and pieces they had lying around. So some people say it shouldn't have fruit in. Well, I, I think if they had a bit of fruit, they would use it. You know, so yeah. And tonight, your overall winner <laughs> was it a difficult decision? Yes, because there were so many of them. I guess yes. I mean, you can look at them and think, well, yeah, okay, nice try, but have a go next time. But yes, it was. It always is difficult. Nikki, you've had a very good job this evening checking in all these wonderful bonnets and assisting our judge Tony Quirk. And now the results are in, so how do they fare? Right, the, the ladies' class went to Sue Clegg. The commercial class went to Green's Tea Rooms in St John's. Children's, Isabella Brighton. Gluten-free to Julie Boyd. The gentlemen's went to Dan Sale. And then the overall winner of the Buttermilk Trophy and the World Bonnig Champion of 2019 went to Dan Sale. My word, Nikki, and what a brilliant night of entertainment it's been. Not only the turnout of Bonnigs, but the, the full house of people here tonight. It's wonderful. I don't think we could have squeezed anybody else in. We would have done, 
but I don't think we should have done. <laughs> and I hear next year, maybe, Nikki, there could be a few more new classes on the horizon. There is a thought by our judge to introduce possibly a class to inspire the innovative baker, uh, the next generation, something like, um, I'm told not to call it the quirky bonnig, <laughs> but something, so those of you that sort of like sort of your, your chilli bonnig or yeah. your cherry bonnig, something like that. Something a little bit more modern, but keeping with the Manx tradition. Yeah, just to bring the bonnet back into the, into the modern day, yes. And I do think there could be a class for the biggest disaster. Uh, I think I got that this year with my <laughs> gluten-free one, which fell to bits in the oven. But yes, that might, might be an idea as well. Oh, brilliant. Margie Killier, yet another brilliant night here at St James's in Dorby. The bonnet competition now has been going a number of years. Yeah, we, we must have been doing it for at least, I would say, 30 years. At one time, we hold it, held it in the Balakallan Hotel, that was very good and then as the Balakallan wasn't available anymore we moved back to St James's and of course um, Dot has come on board and <laughs> it's a wonderful wonderful night with Dot and Jeff Corkish and all her help is absolutely wonderful. With a number of Bonnigs Margie it was a record tonight each year it keeps increasing and tonight the, the world champion Bonnig it raised a lot of money and, and this money goes to very good causes. Oh yeah, they're selling the Bonnigs and especially with being Dan's Bonnig, it's something a bit special this year. That was fantastic. Our charities for this year are um, the Sepsis Awareness, so it's Man and Sepsis, and um, we really love the Paha Trust and the building of the schools. They've had some great success with the building of the schools. They've got now... I don't know, was it 42,000 children through education out there? It's just yeah. a phenomenal achievement that a small island likes of Dorby contributing to a place like that to develop it. It's wonderful. You know, we, we, we lo love that charity and um, we, can, we support them as much as we can. The Paha Trust is wonderful. It really is. But tonight wouldn't have gone as good without the, the team, the ladies supplying the supper and, and the tea and cakes here. My goodness, some great home bakes. Oh, everything's homemade. It's... Um, it is, it's as much as we can, it's um, Manx produced flour and Manx butter and as much Manx as we can. And it was nice also to see the, the presentation with the Manx Laxey flour mills. Yes, we, they actually supply us with um, soda bread flour ahead of time. So if anybody wants to have a go, they can come and pick up a bag of flour here. And uh, we give a bag of flour with the, with the cups as a have another go and Dan is very proud of his vouchers here tonight too yeah ShopRite really can't say how much we appreciate ShopRite every year we, we just get in touch and they're so happy to support us Dan Sale world champion Bonnig maker of 2019 you've been many a champion but baking cakes as well <laughs> yeah who would have thought a world champion at baking cakes but he I've done all sorts of uh Won all sorts of championships and bikes and bits and pieces like that, but never in this sort of field. But this isn't your first time at the Bonnet competition. You have been battling along quietly the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but um, I've entered the last couple of years and I've been coming to it for a good few years there now. It's good to support events like this, you know, things like this. If people don't come along, they just sort of slowly die away. And it's quite important, really. It's, um, I mean, it's one of our um, proper dishes, isn't it, the Bonnet? And was your recipe the traditional Manx recipe? It was used at the tail ends of bits and pieces uh, that were only left in the kitchens. You know, nowadays there's lots of people using currants and fruit. But was yours the traditional type? 
Well, I couldn't tell you too much about my recipe. I couldn't give too much away. It's uh, I might have to defend myself next year. Well, I will be defending myself next year. Um, no, all the all the ingredients I do use, though, I'll tell you, are, they're all local. Um, don't bring any of this uh, foreign gear into the equation, you know. Make sure it's all local goods be put in and even some of the freshest eggs I can get myself. <laughs> and do you have a practice? Because obviously your mum with the Sulby Glen Hotel, it's a competition alone at home. Well, that's the thing as well. You know, it's, um, my mother's got a, a restaurant and she's keen on the old bacon and stuff. And I think she entered herself this year, but she didn't get very far. I think she got blown out in the early stages. So that's another feather in my cap. <laughs> so how did the love for bacon come about, Dan? A few people know. I normally start doing a bit of the bacon and stuff. You know, when things got a bit stressful, I'd, I'd turn to bacon as a bit of a getaway and things nice to do. Uh, normally, the start of the season before the bike racing started, I'd normally start baking a few cakes and bits and pieces. Uh, it played havoc with me training, but it was always nice at the end of it. It's very therapeutic by the sounds of it. And what a great night they have put on here at St. James's in Dorby. Yeah, it's a brilliant night. You get the likes of Dot Tilby and stuff down, and they always put a brilliant show on. And, and all the, the women and all and the staff and all in here, they, they put a lovely show on, and a good feed is always at them. And yeah, it's a, it's. It's one of the good traditional old do's you can go to, to be fair. And not only that, your bonnet here tonight, Dan, it made top money, £22 for, for the charities. Yeah, it's uh, it's brilliant. Um, I don't know if that's a, a good price for a bonnet to go for. I mean, in the last couple of years, it's a, it's a high price one, I know that. But um, no, I'm, I'm made up and the charities, like you say, the charity do's they do, um, the things are involved. With, I mean, they always pick a different charity every year and... The charities they've got this year are two real good ones as well. And, you know, I'm just, I'm proud in one way to help support them and, and do bits we can. That was the judge, Tony Quirk, Nicky Beavis, who organises the classes, and Margie Killier, who organised the whole evening, along with her brilliant team of helpers. And, of course, must have been difficult interviewing the smug Dan Sale, the only world championship he's won, I think, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's been close with the European Championship, I believe, but uh, not a world. And what a, a great bonnet, I believe it was, too, according to the judge. Oh, well, that's good to see. But uh, maybe he can turn... Do much cooking for you? He does do a bit of cooking, but he makes a mean lemon drizzle cake. I have to hand it to him for that. Oh, well, who has to wash up afterwards? Oh, he's not too bad. Oh, fair cop to him. <laughs> You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, an event that's coming up uh, around about the middle of March or towards the end of March is the annual Young Farmers Concert. Tickets went on sale last week and I spoke to the secretary of the Isle of Man Young Farmers Federation, Hayley Crow, to find out how ticket sales went. It was absolutely fantastic. I think it's the fastest I've seen them go. Really? Yeah, really. It was it was brilliant. I think we've got a new social media strategy this year and we've really been putting ourselves out there. So I think that, that really helped. Um, and also we changed the ticket sales. So usually don't go online until the Monday following the Saturday sales. But we put them online this year at two o'clock on the Saturday. And so pretty much all the seats were shifted by about half past two. So there's none left. 
I think there might be one or two seats scattered about. You know, you might get something and no doubt they'll be changing hands in the weeks before the show actually goes ahead. But yeah, we're, we're really, really pleased with that. Yeah, it must be encouraging because uh, even people following the Young Farmers on Facebook and things said the pictures are there of people queuing up first and it seems to be a bit of a competition now, doesn't it? It is. I think there really has become a real, um, it's a real social occasion for a lot of people as well. And there's always a bit of competition for who's going to be first in the queue and the first ones were there for nine o'clock the night before this year. It's, really? it's crazy that they stand there all night outside. Let's not forget they're not inside the welcome centre until the doors um, open for the C terminal building around four thirty in the morning when the staff arrive. So they're there all night overnight. You know, it's, it was freezing this year. Um, I was quite concerned, to be honest with you, about about the weather. But there they were. They weren't to be put off and. Mm. They can people in the queue do have the option to buy up to twenty tickets. Um, so you would think the first ones are buying twenty each, but some of them are just down there for a couple of tickets. That's that's all they want. It's just two tickets, and they're happy. Wow, it's incredible the 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 following it's got. But please don't tell me now there's only two clubs competing or something like that. No, we've still got all four, and the clubs are going from strength to strength in terms of the concert. It's still as you know as as highly anticipated by the members as much as it is by the me- members of the public that are there supporting our show. Um, we couldn't do it, you know. There's so many people they give up so much time. Let's not forget we're not an amateur dramatic society. You know, we're not a theatre group or anything like that. We're a bunch of people who just come together and manage to put this show on. It's people giving up their spare time. We're not. We don't pay anybody to help us. No, the choreographers are people within the clubs. You know, the people that are making the props and the costumes are clubs, members, family, friends, anybody that you can get to help them out. And this is all done on a limited budget. Anything that the clubs can raise themselves over the course of the year, you know, they beg, steal, borrow anything that they can to put this concert on, really. Yeah, it's one of them things, you know, you you often wonder when you watch on the Saturday night, you know, when we're there uh, ready for the final results and then to do some bits for Countryside here and make sure we're we're sort of waiting and to see whether some of the the bigger props actually last the, the dress <laughs> rehearsal and the three nights. You well, know, it's always a worry. There is definitely a lot of that goes on because the clubs only get one night each to practice in the theatre. So whatever they've been practising in their church halls really is where most of them practice. They then have to transfer that onto the stage. Just one night they get in there to see whether things fit, whether they work okay. The hall is a flat floor and when they get onto the Gaty Theatre stage, there's a very gentle slope on it. So that, you know, throws things uh, open as well. So some some clubs do come in with their props, they try them on the stage and they have to go back that night or the next night, depending on what night they're in for a practice and maybe rehash everything and then bring it to the stage and hope for the best. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? But it is good. And then over the years, it's, it's brought out some fantastic, um, shows hasn't it and the last few years there hasn't been much you know between the clubs has there's been very very close I mean you know the last you take in the last two or three years you look at it and think nobody sort of went ah there's your clear cut winner did they that no and great that's it. There's so much variety as well. Each of the clubs are, are strong in different ways, I think, as well. So it really it depends on what the judges are looking for on the night. And you can tell that in the audience as well. There really is something for everyone. Um, the clubs are becoming slicker and slicker as well, uh, you know, over the last four or five years especially they they seem more to be putting on a more and more professional show which is an absolute credit to them and the work that they're doing but like you say there isn't a clear-cut winner we're not in a, a period where 
you know, for years the Northern were on top and they were going to be the winners every year and then it moved to the Central or whatever and then Southern had a real yeah, run. Yeah. But now it's definitely a lot more open. There's everything to play for. Yeah. Well, you as um, the Secretary of the Federation, I mean, is, is it a lot of organisation? Um, I took over from Angela Teary, Secretary, and she was fantastic. She, you know, she gave me a pack basically and said, this is how you go about organising it. And it is one of those things, the first year you do it, you think, what, what have I taken on here and how am I going to actually get this show on, on the road? But it's one of them that it gets easier over the years and you know who you need to contact and when you need to contact them but we couldn't do it without the likes of the support from the Gaiety staff because they are brilliant with us when we go in there we go in with all these ideas and they help us uh, formulate a plan for actually how we can get them down you know these wild ideas that we have at our club practices and how we can actually get them to practically work in the theatre They're, they're fantastic for us when is the concert on then? It's Three on nights? the 21st, 22nd and 23rd of March. Uh, even the governor is uh, involved in it this year, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah. He's going to be one of our judges this year for Saturday night, which is really exciting for us. It just shows you how much support we have um, for this event when we put it on. Everybody wants to be involved in some way. And of course, always uh, in in need of help and support for the event, Haley. We are, and mm. we're so delighted that Conister Bank are supporting us for the second year running. They came on board last year as brand new sponsors, and they were really excited at the opportunity to support us again for this year. And we couldn't ask for any more from them they support us so well and um, they put on some social media training for us recently for us to understand how to make the most of our social media pages which that in turn gives us um, such a wider reach and I think that was one of the reasons that made the concert tickets so popular this year yeah well well I'm sure it's uh, going to be a great success I'm certainly looking forward to it and uh, we'll have the bits uh, that will be broadcastable <laughs> on the countryside following the event so uh, good luck with it all Hayley thanks so much There we are, as always on Countryside, some serious stuff and some some less serious stuff, but I suppose it is a world championship and, of course, the very serious Young Farmers concert. Very serious, mm. but great traditions though, Simon, aren't they? And well attended as well, the support for these, especially the World Bonnet Championship. It's a very old event and I've been going for over 30, 40 years there, Margie Killier was telling me, and uh, long may it continue. Yeah, and it's one of them things where it's not just a night where everyone turns up and goes, right, this bonnet, let's try this and let's try that. Uh, just Dot was there with her crew with the entertainment and, of course, the winner had to perform. He really did. <laughs> <laughs> Dot is a great character and her and Jeff um, Corkish there put on a fabulous show every year. But it's a great platform too, Simon, for some of the young people of the Isle of Man to perform in front of a live audience ahead of the world-famous Guild Okay, well, we'll leave it there for this week's Countryside. Uh, don't forget, if you get anything for us, uh, you can get in contact with Kiri or myself here at Manx Radio, leave a message or email countryside at manxradio.com. We're back next week with more. So from me, Simon Clark, and me, Kiri Kerman, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.